Welcome to Torah Simacha for Parshas Va'era. Everyone knows the drama that unfolds in this Parsha. Seven out of the ten plagues strike Mitzrayim, along with repeated requests for Paro to let the Jewish people go serve Hashem, and repeated refusals from the king. There's so much to explore in each of the ten Makos, but I want to look at an overview of them with you. You may remember from the Pesach Seder that they're categorized in three groups, Ditzach, Adash, and Be'achav. The first three, the following three, and the final four. What you may not remember is that before the first Makkah of each of the three categories, Hashem announces through Moshe the purpose of that group of Makos. So before the first Makkah of Dam, of blood, Hashem tells Moshe to say to Paro, Ko amar Hashem, so says Hashem, Bezos teida ki ani Hashem. With this you will know that I am God. Before the beginning of the next three, the next set, Arov, wild animals, Hashem tells Moshe to tell Paro, Lama'an teida, so that you should know, Ki ani Hashem that I am God in the midst of the land. And finally, before the last set, the last final four, Barad, beginning hail, so that you should know that there is none like me in all the earth. This is fascinating. Before beginning each group of Makos, Hashem tells Paro the purpose of this set of plagues, so that you should know that I am God, so that you should know that I am God involved in the individual details of what happens on earth, and you should know Hashem has exclusive, absolute power over the world. Each group of Makos had a distinct purpose to teach a lesson that was specifically needed. And each set of Makos was preceded by an announcement of what exactly this group was going to demonstrate. And sure enough, if you look at each Mako within each group, you can actually see how they each illustrate the message intended to be taught by that set. It's beautiful. The Makos were not some set of random dramatic punishments for the Egyptians. There was instead an overarching major goal, that of spiritually and physically redeeming the Jewish people. And to achieve that, there were specific goals expressed clearly beforehand, and each maka in each set advanced the stated goal. It may seem a little funny to learn a parenting lesson from the ten plagues in Egypt, but this is one we can all benefit from incorporating into our lives. Real chinuch is goal-oriented, not reactionary. We have an overarching goal of raising our children to be spiritually, physically, emotionally healthy people. To do that, though, we need to determine what our more specific goals are and then make decisions that align with those goals. If our goal for one child is to help him become more flexible and adaptable to change, then we're going to make completely different decisions for him than if our goal for him was to work on obedience and following instructions. A parent whose goal is to increase family cohesiveness and deepen sibling connections will make totally different plans for winter break than a parent who has a goal for her children to do more community service or make friends in a new neighborhood. The key is for us to think about our goals for our children, both the more long-term ones and the smaller goals we see as steps on the path to the larger ones. There's a huge difference between simply managing our families or coping by reacting to situations as they arise each day and chinuch, which necessitates vision and goal setting. I want to make sure to mention that having a vision does not mean we will always be on track working towards that vision. We're all human. There will inevitably be times we react poorly or in ways that don't match up with our deeper goals. That does not mean we don't have goals. It doesn't even mean we're failing. It just means we're human. In The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Families, Stephen Covey talks about this idea with a brilliant metaphor. Here's a little of what he says. 
Good families, even great families, are off track 90% of the time. The key is that they have a sense of destination. They know what the track looks like, and they keep coming back to it time and time again. It's like the flight of an airplane. Before the plane takes off, the pilots have a flight plan. They know exactly where they're going and start off in accordance with their plan. But during the course of the flight, wind, rain, turbulence, air traffic, human error, and other factors act upon that plane. They move it in slightly different directions so that most of the time that plane is not even on the prescribed flight path. Throughout the entire trip, there are slight deviations from the flight plan. Weather systems or unusually heavy traffic may even cause major deviations. But barring anything too major, the plane will arrive at its destination. Now how does that happen? During the flight, the pilots receive constant feedback. They receive information from instruments that read the environment, from control towers, from other airplanes, even sometimes from the stars. And based on that feedback, they make adjustments so that time and time again, they keep returning to the flight plan. The hope lies not in the deviations, but in the vision, the plan, and the ability to get back on track. The flight of that airplane is, I believe, the ideal metaphor for family life. With regard to our families, it doesn't make any difference if we are off target or even if our family is a mess. The hope lies in the vision and in the plan and in the courage to keep coming back time and time again. That's Stephen Covey in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Families, a book I highly recommend. Even if we find ourselves in a stage or a period when it seems like we're just coping instead of living our vision, it's still worth thinking through and articulating our goals and visions for our children. Even if we don't always make every decision with those goals in mind, simply by formulating them, becoming aware of them, it helps us parent in a meaningful, proactive way, which is the essence of chinuch. Parshas Va'era and the targeted, specific, goal-oriented makos remind us to set aside time to explore our goals, our vision for our family as a whole, and for each one of our children individually. Have a wonderful Shabbos.